Hello, my fellow doctors. Um, so if you're listening to this, this is one of the earlier podcast episodes for disrupting doctors' careers. And to be fair, I am myself, I am relatively new to podcasting in this form. So you may be aware that we have run hundreds and hundreds of webinars through Medic Footprints. And I get many a question or comments, or I get many a comment from fellow listeners and doctors saying, hey, we love your podcast. And I'm like, what podcast? And so clearly I get the impression that even though our webinars, they're live, they're visual, you can watch them. I get the impression that a lot of people are probably just focusing on the audio whilst they're pottering about doing other things because we usually play them at lunchtime. And it was this that really brought me on the journey of looking into podcasting predominantly as an audio experience. Um, And myself, I actually didn't start listening to podcasts on a consistent basis until probably about six months ago. And so going back to the question for today's episode, how and why would a doctor set up a podcast? So how, how and why would you do that? And in order to address that question, I have invited one of the most prolific podcasters in health tech, Tiasha Zake. So she has a five-year history of podcasting in health tech. She's got a journalistic background and she basically will share her insights about how she's managed to position herself on a global basis as an expert in health tech by interviewing leaders within this space. So the questions and the points that we focus on is, you know, how and why would you set up a podcast as a doctor and to learn more about her experience, really understanding the value of setting up a podcast and some of the measurable returns that you would consider. And finally, as someone who is highly influential in your space, what opportunities could podcasting itself offer to you in your sector or your space? Um, So have a listen. It's a really great episode. And I hope that helps inform you on whether podcasting could in fact work for you. Let's face it, burnout amongst doctors is sky high and we're actively seeking other ways to make the most of our transferable skills beyond the usual career pathways. Welcome to Disrupting Doctors' Careers. I'm your host, Dr. Abena Bubbers-Jones, and I'm on a mission to connect one million doctors across the world with the best in diverse career opportunities. Hey, Tiasha, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for inviting me to the show, Abena. Great. So um, for those of you listening, I featured on Tiasha's podcast, host of Faces of Digital Health, not too long ago. Um, And I'm really excited to introduce her to the doctor community because she has a wealth of experience in podcasting, digital health and all that jazz. And I'm sure that some of you could really benefit 
from her knowledge, expertise, wisdom, insights, you name it, on that process to becoming one of the most influential podcasters in health tech around. So welcome, welcome. Um, let's let's get started with your background. So actually, where are you based at the moment? So I'm based in Ljubljana, Slovenia, Central Europe. Amazing, amazing. And do you feel like being in the center of Europe, your reach has been able to kind of become circumferential, <laughs> if that makes any sense? So you've managed to get listeners from all of Europe, I assume, UK and beyond USA. Like where where, where are your listeners mainly from? So basically, I would say probably 40% of listeners are still in the US, uh, then probably 20 to 30 in Europe and the rest of the around the world. So, um, you know, from from the moment I began, I wanted to make this an international uh, podcast. Hence, I uh, work in English. I get international speakers and are careful with selecting speakers that have good English or uh, there's just more work to do in the, the post-production. Great. Well, let's go to something beginning. Uh, you come from a very strong journalistic background. So could you just outline why you decided to start a podcast in the first place? Like how how did that how Because obviously you weren't originally in health tech, is that correct? You weren't originally in health? Um, yes. Yeah, so basically, um, I worked for a medical uh, monthly magazine for doctors uh, when um, in, in my last uh, full time journalistic job. And uh, one of the uh, things that I uh, was also doing uh, after a few years uh, in was audience development for the whole company. So just looking at new ways to connect with the audience, new ways to get the content out, try to find new opportunities for the medium as such. So, uh, yeah, so I thought let's start podcasting, you know, so uh, we did one podcast that was in Slovene, that was because the company that I was working for had a financial uh, newspaper and a lot of other magazines. And one of those magazines was also this medical journal that I was working for. And uh, given that we had many sister kind of uh, uh, companies or magazines across uh, Europe, because we were owned by a Swedish company, and the same brand was present in many countries across uh, Europe, I thought it would be great if we had an international medtech podcast that would be able to connect all these uh, kind of separate divisions in uh, different countries. Um, eventually, so I started doing the podcast in English, but then I um, changed that job and I still wanted to uh, keep doing the podcast because it was a way for me to still stay in journalism. Uh, it's just the profession that uh, I still love. Um, but yeah, so that's why I kind of continued doing the podcast. Brilliant. So how long has it been now? It's been five years now. How many episodes? Uh, a little bit over 200, approaching 210. So when you when you first, I mean, that's impressive, I have to say, that's really impressive. So when you first started this journey, did you, could you imagine five years down the line, you'd be still doing it, motivated, interviewing influential speakers? Is that what your intention was? What were you thinking when you first started? So I kind of did, because from the get-go, my... Uh, 
uh, goal was for this to be a long-term commitment and more or less to see where it will take me in five to ten years time so I was focused more on that than on other metrics that might potentially discourage me from continuing you know so uh, at the beginning I was just publishing one episode uh, every two weeks and then uh, two or three years ago I just started doing one per week and once I started doing that it was really hard to just um, go back to just one every two weeks so uh, I'm now uh, running a weekly podcast which has its own challenges we may dive into that a little bit later Um, but uh, yeah I definitely uh, imagined myself still doing this after five years and are you still enjoying it yes very much more Um, more every day because you know after a while uh, you just uh, you get into the hang of what it takes to prepare a show um, and you can really rethink what is it that you want to achieve with the podcast what kind of messages do you want to put out what kind of content do you want to create Um, so yeah some things get easier new challenges arise as with anything sure so I mean as you know today's focus question is how and why would you set up a podcast as a doctor so from all of your learnings and insights over the years why would doctors want to set up a podcast like what have you seen what what were the main reasons that doctors have actually gone out there and put their voice out to the world in a very Mm -hmm. vulnerable way in some ways yeah um well it depends on what kind of podcast do you want to have or do you want to have a podcast where you're the only speaker and you just you know talk to the audience have a very short message that you want to put out uh, or do you want to do interviews or do you want to do even different sorts of content um like off the top of my head one Uh, reason why I would imagine doctors might want to um, start a podcast is if they feel like they're not being heard and we know what a hierarchy looks like in in healthcare and medicine so Uh that would definitely be one way of trying to amplify your message and see if it resonates with someone else so it could be either for advocacy it could be just to so if you do interviews to expand your network to meet new people when you're talking to new people you get new ideas you reflect on your own story your own challenges and how you could um, get past them Um, there's various uh, you know options once you get a hand of it you know it can bring uh, speaking opportunities networking opportunities Uh, if you're running a business it might be easier to get in contact with people just because you want to maybe do an interview with them so there's a, a really wide range of benefits that you might get if you dive into this space Mm-hmm. And can you think of any, I mean, you may be aware of any podcasts run by doctors um, that have stood out in your mind. Are there any in particular that you can think of that have been like, actually, that's a really good podcast and why? Um, yes. Yeah, so let me just check uh, because, you know, um, in 2020, when the pandemic started, the number of podcasts really just skyrocketed. Yeah. Uh, so there's a lot more podcasts out there today than there used to be. Um, and many doctors, nurses started their uh, podcasts. You can go to the Health Podcast Network uh, to find all sorts of um, uh, podcasts. So 
uh, one that is just kind of uh, on top of my mind. Let me just uh, find the name of it. Um, just a second. Oh, yeah, of course. So the podcast by Kevin MD, you know, so oh, Kevin, yeah, MD, Kevin MD, he's just prolific. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. He's, he's kind of like the... <laughs> the influencer thought leader uh, very vocal very known because of his uh, newsletter because of his blog posts uh, and now also has a podcast so he's just kind of the first one that uh, comes to mind but if you go to the health podcast network you're going to find a bunch of other um, podcasts as well um, hospitals from the US uh, have their own podcasts such as Mayo Clinic so there really really is a lot of content out mm -hmm. there already so you know it's uh, when if you the the question uh, wasn't what how would I advise people to do podcasts but I kind of feel that that's something that might be useful for, for people to to hear and so if you are thinking about doing a podcast, obviously the first thing to do would be to just see what's already on the market, uh, see what kind of messages people are putting out and then try to figure out uh, how do you differentiate? How are you going to position yourself to be different than others? Mm -hmm. That's like the number one thing that you need to uh, be clear about if you want to just uh, um, stand out and you have to stand out in your own way to attract uh, audience. I think you've made a really, really good point there because from what I understand, the podcasting market is not saturated, probably one of the most undersaturated if you look at all the other mediums that can be used. So there's lots of opportunity there. But at the same time, if you're going to release a podcast, it's really important that you can provide something different or bring something different to the table as you've just described. And I guess that could come in many forms. But as you men mentioned, Kevin MD, I mean, he's a, as I said, he's a prolific, <laughs> uh, you know, he, he's in a category of his own, like to so the category of one. Um, and that is because he's built his own brand even beyond all of his mediums. Right. And he is not does not appear to be afraid to speak his mind on various topics. Um, so when going back to some of the formats of podcasting, which kind of format would you choose for what kind of purpose? So. You know, sometimes podcasters will start a podcast because they're doing it for a very specific re reason, whether it's gaining reach, whether it's business reasons, whether it's selling. I'm sure there's a lot of selling going on in podcasting um, and informational, educational. So when doctors are considering the format of their podcasts, can you can you walk us through a few options that are quite common and why they're used for different mm -hmm. purposes? So uh, if you have a strong opinion and don't mind sharing your opinion, if you are uh, very articulate, if you potentially even write a lot, um, if you already have an established brand because of your specific opinion, then I think a, a show where you can just, you know, share your thoughts is good. So you don't really need other speakers um, to be in there uh, that's one format so basically a monologue uh, or, mm -hmm. of a blog post that you wrote or thoughts or something that you wish people to know that kind of a format can even be shorter than long-term uh, longer interviews for example and that can be a good thing because people are busy so it might be easier to build up the the audience because of the short format if the content is good you know the content how still... short is short are we saying what 15 20 minutes or something like that 
I mean, even less. I know I, I know of podcasts that last for five to ten minutes. So wow. the, the key thing there is to just be very consistent in publishing. So that's one of the key components that you need to keep in mind when starting a podcast that if you do decide to do this, just don't do it uh, now and then at the next one in four weeks and then three episodes, one after the other, and then nothing for two months. You really need to be consistent. Decide, you know, you can start just once a month or once every two weeks or once every three weeks, but just make sure that um, you're consistent in your publishing because in essence to, to succeed and to just kind of retain audience apart from having good content is also to start forming a habit with the audience, you know, so they keep coming back because they're used to just hearing your voice every second Thursday in the month. Right. So uh, that's one way. And, you know, on the second hand, if you're really just uh, more curious about what other people think or feel a little bit less secure about your opinion or um, just know that maybe you are too um, uh, sensitive that somebody would criticize what you think, then a format where you basically talk to others and just let other vocalize their thoughts might be something that you would be more comfortable with. Mm-hmm. So Tiasha, you chose the interview format as your predominant format. Is that correct? Yeah, I did. Why did you choose that? Um, I guess just because I was, you know, going uh, from the the journalistic background. So as mm-hmm. as a journalist, you always explore, you always search. Uh, I'm driven by curiosity. I'm interested in things, uh, and just you know, I'm not an expert in everything, but I do like to talk to to experts. So that was my uh, decision. Brilliant, brilliant. I mean, like, yeah, I, I love the interview format myself. Um, maybe because when I'm a doctor and you're consulting with other patients, you're interviewing them, essentially. Um, I learn a lot from other people. And I think initially, you know, you are a bit scared about how much you share your thoughts and opinions. But if you're getting feedback, positive, I say positive, or even negative feedback, it means that people are listening. <laughs> Exactly. People are listening, they're interested in what you have to say. And, you know, it's really important to have a diversity of voices and representation, right? And so, you know, if you're someone, and like speaking to the doctors who are listening, if you are someone who feels like your voice or what you have to say isn't being represented in the, the wider market, why not share it with the world? I mean, it's, you know, today it's so easy to do and so using so many mediums not everyone wants to look amazing when they're doing a webinar or even brush their hair because I know some people just do it in their beds and this is why the audio version of podcasting uh, can actually be quite uh, convenient also for a lot of people but let's let's talk about the technical elements behind it because I know that some people are like what do I need to even just get it started right so tell me I mean Tiasha what, what what does someone need they're literally saying, right, I'm going to start a podcast. What are the kind of basic steps that they would take to actually get to episode number one? <laughs> yeah, so I definitely would say that, you know, you can start small. You can uh, leave the quality of the audio for later uh, episodes when you really uh, decide that this is something that you want to invest your time in. So for a very brief start, what's enough is a quiet room uh the best one being the bedroom because there's a lot of um you know there's carpets and uh, just blankets in the the bedrooms usually so the sound is usually really good 
there uh it's not there's no echo usually um because of all these uh environmental factors so you would just need a zoom and a computer and a quiet room to start with if you really want to do just the audio podcast uh, after a while of course it's uh, yeah you can start thinking about equipment such as um, having a proper microphone maybe using something uh, more podcast specific to zoom using post-production software there's already a lot of these uh, very uh, easy to use uh, things out there um so yeah so for example a really awesome software that i use is called descript and the way it works is that it it can enhance the sound of the recording you can edit the recordings very easily and then export them before publishing so those are kind of the the basics one thing that i do might want to emphasize here is that you know the when you are just starting out, the first impression is the most important one. So while uh, it is true that when you're just trying to figure out if podcasting is something that you want to do, um, maybe investing a little bit more in those first few episodes uh, is super important because if your first few episodes are not going to be good, if the sound's crappy, then the people won't have any reason to come back. So you lost their trust even before gaining it. It's easier to just, uh, once you're already established, if there's a sound issue once, uh, then yeah, then the audience will not uh, take that against you in terms of coming back. Mm-hmm. And how about the topics? Like how do you choose some kind of hard-hitting topics or in, even finding guests if you decide to go down the interview route? Right. Uh, yeah, well, that's, uh, that again goes back to the first question that we have. How are you going to position yourself? What angle and what topic do you feel comfortable talking about and choosing and sticking with? So um, in terms of guests, uh, I, I guess there's two things there. Uh, one thing is that you need to decide how uh, often you're going to publish and that can impact how difficult is going, it is going to be for you to get guests. Because if you're trying to book guests uh, for every week, that becomes very uh, intense in terms of trying to schedule people. You have to plan in advance, potentially have more episodes uh, recorded in advance. So it doesn't happen that it's Tuesday and I don't have a a scheduled interview for Friday, let's say. Um, So there's a lot of planning uh, involved. And uh, usually people are quite open to, to talking to you if it's for an interview. Um, so it gets easier over time, but, um, you know, you just have to try with trial and error kind of an approach and see who's going to respond and who not. I mean, so I'm really interested to find out a bit more about how you, you, you mentioned, obviously you have to be very careful about who you choose to interview. They've got to speak very good English. They've got to be articulate. And obviously in that journey, you found me. So, <laughs> so I guess the, the, the general question is, how, how do you choose your guests? What process do you go through to say, oh, I want that person on my show? How does that work for you? The process in my case is specific because I try to uh, look at various things. So the focus of my podcast is how do systems across the world 
um, adopt digital health and health tech. So every year I would try to prepare at least two to three region-specific um, series of discussions. Uh, this year I'm working on one about um, Asia and one about Africa and at the same time of even other episodes that are not tied to a specific topic for a series of discussions. I try to have diverse speakers. So diversity for me means not just um, geographic diversity. So having speakers um, from across the world, not just US and Europe, but then at the same time, also looking that I've got uh, gender diversity, so it's not uh, too many male or just female speakers. And when you count all those factors in, the whole uh, scheduling process becomes quite um, difficult. Uh, to a certain degree, um, I'm lucky because after five years, I get a lot of pitches from PR representatives. So I choose uh, some of the speakers from that pool. And then uh, the second part of speakers is just uh, looking at uh, people that I admire and sending them a message if they would be willing to come on the show or looking for recommendations from the people that are in my network. So there's basically three ways that I would do this. Brilliant. And like, obviously you've got a full-time job. How do you manage to fit all of this in around that? Well, you know, evenings, uh, weekends, and I also have one week that dedicated to, to podcasting um, this year. But um, I guess kind of the good thing of being in Central Europe and still having the majority of people in the US is that uh, I just scheduled the interviews for them in the, in the evening. You know, and it's still it, it's a lot of work. It's definitely a lot of work. But at the same time, it's still maybe uh, one interview per week or two interviews per week. So that's like two evenings that uh, I would need to do the recordings. Um, but yeah, it's just uh, my personal choice. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, I think I think that's really impressive because obviously you're committed and dedicated and, and so you you find time to work around all your other commitments yeah um, and so I guess that's something really important for doctors to consider when they are setting up a podcast like how are they going to fit that into their lifestyle like as you mentioned earlier you know listening to being a podcast listener you end up establishing a habit where you listen to it once you know the new episode every time it's released but being a podcast producer you've got to develop a habit of doing the production and finding the speakers and planning ahead, which are totally doable, but it's just like, how, how can you work it around your day to day? And just to clarify you, do you do all of the production? Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's so impressive. I mean, it, <laughs> so impressive. It, it is, I guess, but it's also true that by today, you know, compared to when I started, things are much easier because of all the software that's already out. Mm -hmm. So for a while, I actually had some help with post-production, but now the software that I mentioned before, this script is actually so awesome that I just need one click to um, uh, get rid of all the filler words um, and the editing is uh, simple. And I like to re-listen to the interviews that I do just to recall what the important messages were, uh, were uh, because that's how you learn. You know, if you just have a discussion once, maybe one or two things will uh, stuck with you. But if you actually... Uh, put the effort in the post-production and re-listening what the person was saying, uh, 
then the impact on how much knowledge you retain is different. So that's why I like to also do the post-production myself and do the recaps of episodes um, uh, on my own. So, and, you know, you are the author, so you can decide how much uh, uh, effort you're going to put in each of these uh, steps based on what you want to um, um, achieve in the end. To me, the... Uh, knowledge enhancement and the understanding of the ins and outs of the digital health industry is what I want to get out. So it's important for me to really analyze what was said. Okay, brilliant. And um, moving on to measurable returns of podcasting. So as I, as I kind of indicated earlier, some people are looking to podcast for the purposes of getting their voice out there, for business reasons, for marketing reasons, for sales reasons. In, run, in running your own podcasts, what are the key metrics that you look at to determine whether you are doing a good job? Mostly, I'm just looking at the number of downloads and just assessing how those numbers change over time. And uh, because my numbers keep you know, rising in terms of the, the audience, that's good enough for me um, because my primary focus and my primary mission is to give out uh, diverse and quality content. That's why I also have a little bit of a problem with uh, sponsors. I'm very conservative uh, around that because as quickly as you go um, to take on sponsors that might impact the content or the quality of the content that you're going to put out so if I do decide to do a sponsorship it has to make sense from the editorial uh, perspective first uh, before anything else mm-hmm. and how does it generally work with sponsors do they come to you do you go to them like bit of both I guess like what do what do sponsors want out of a podcast anyway um well I guess it depends on the the client that you uh, work with but um I would think about sponsors once you really want to turn this into a professional um kind of a side gig or full-time gig um and then you know you've got different models that you would go through but in essence it's all about also the sponsors getting their voice and message out similar as any form any other form of marketing okay and i guess one of the benefits of podcasting is that it's it's always going to be there (laughs) it's not going anywhere right um, so they, they, there's a legacy for that recording to just be available and be found at any time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in terms of sponsors, there's always uh, different routes you can go. So, for example, um, there's dynamic ads or just baked in ads. So, for example, um, if you do dynamic ads, that means that you would just uh, publish an ad for a certain period of time. And after a while, if somebody would listen to the episode from the past, that ad wouldn't be there anymore. So there's various, uh, various models that you can take and go after mm, okay um and the baked in ads are the ones where it's actually just part of the yeah the where you where part. you would actually have to manually uh change uh, and cut something out and repost it uh so that wouldn't be there anymore brilliant and just going back to yourself as someone who is highly influential in health tech what opportunities 
has running this podcast offered to you as an individual? Um, okay, so it's uh, I wouldn't really consider myself influential. That's the first thing. Uh, but thank you. Yeah, I will how, take... how many downloads? How many? No. Years? How many no, those numbers really no yeah yeah (laughs) those numbers aren't uh, aren't public but thanks uh, (laughs) for the um for the uh, for the compliment uh to me okay so i guess this is gonna uh sound cheesy i guess but you know just really getting that industry knowledge and industry insight and being able to position myself as expert that's to me the biggest benefit because then then that can uh, then also impact all the other job opportunities and the future opportunities for me you know uh, you by knowing the industry you know better where you might potentially want to go and also understand healthcare from so many different perspectives uh, than you would if you just um, worked on your day job so you know i work in healthcare it and through the show, I can understand uh, many things beyond just what we're doing. And I just find that very helpful uh, for the understanding of the broader picture. And, you know, then there's the speaking uh, opportunities, moderation opportunities that I get um, because, yeah, that's something that I uh, know that I'm good at and um, enjoy doing. Mm, and, and so one of my last questions is that obviously you've got a young family um and you have quite extensive global reach so so my question is will we see your child on your podcast at some point in the future <laughs> it's like because obviously he's like running around earlier so is he quite interested in what you're doing and be like why is mommy talking to a microphone <laughs> like <laughs> yeah oh yeah i mean he's obviously yeah definitely interested in 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 computers especially since we are very uh strict in terms of screen time he doesn't get any screen time unless he's sick, just minimum amounts when he's sick um, but would he be on the podcast? Yeah, maybe if I still do this for over 20 years and he starts some successful digital health business, then yes. <laughs> Otherwise, uh, no. Um, yeah, <laughs> I am very strict uh, about, you know, just separating that personal part to the professional life. So, you know, social media is something that's going to be uh, his choice when he's old enough to decide whether or not he wants to be visible or not. And I, you know, do not uh, feel that that's uh, good for 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 kids anyway. So, uh, if I have anything to say to that, I will discourage him from trying to, um, yeah, be visible too fast and for the wrong reasons. Mm. So, I mean, actually, that's that's a really important message to share with doctors about visibility over time as a doctor and balancing that with I mean a lot of doctors are a bit concerned about what they say and then being reported to their regulatory body depending on what they say um and there, there's always a risk of doing that especially when you're in the public domain right um so I mean even, even as a journalist you know you've got some degree of regulation so how do you manage that and has that ever been a concern for you 
Um, no, I mean, it hasn't been a concern for me. And that's simply because I just stick to the journalistic principles uh, concerning ethics, concerning uh, checking information and making sure that, you know, it's not about me, it's about the content. So uh, even my show is not, it's not very opinionated. So I try to share uh, industry knowledge. Um, so no, no problems on that side. Brilliant. And any final tips for doctors who are considering to go down that podcasting journey, Tiasha? Well, um, I would say that, you know, by today, there's so many uh, podcasts that are already out there. So uh, when you're just starting out, um, I would just recommend maybe networking with other podcasters because then you can share experiences, uh, get some motivation, even when things don't don't go as well. and just. Keep on going. Don't uh, give up too quickly. Yeah, I mean, I think that's excellent advice. Um, I mean, this is a relatively, it's a very new podcast. I have to say I am not, I have not been listening to podcasts until very recently. And actually one of the first podcasts I consistently listen to, that podcaster is now one of my coaches. (laughs) One of my coaches, which um, really has transformed the way that I do things and then you know having featured on quite a few podcasts over the years and more recently again just going through that experience as an individual has really helped me to understand the different formats what can work um and really also understand the back, back end of it so the things that we've discussed mm-hmm. such as some of the metrics like you, you mentioned um that you know downloads is one thing you look at but also you know making sure that you inform keep the industry informed um and and for others it's purely about money and reach and you know all of that stuff and it's fine mm-hmm. i think it's just been clear as to why you are starting the podcast uh, what what the, the main mission is behind it and then also wondering is the podcast about you or is it about something greater than you and I mean, we talked about Kevin MD and you could argue it's all about him, but it's also something greater than him. But he is his brand is greater than him in some many ways, if you know, what I mean, Kevin MD. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean, so um, and so because I, I know, for example, we were talking to um, who was I talking to recently? James uh, from Somex. So he runs the Health Tech podcast um, and he, he actually started that before Somex but he's continued it through his businesses and his life. Um, and that's something that he kind of owns and that's, that's him in itself. Um, because, you know, you could, you could decide to move on from say your podcast, if it's linked to a business, but the question is, do you want to be keeping that uh, for longevity or is it just specifically for business? Like we talked about medical journals and companies that have podcasts for themselves. So, I mean, it's a lot to think about, and uh, I really want to thank you so much for your time, your insights, um, and everything that you're doing for health tech as well. I mean, it's, thank it's you. Really, really impressive and really amazing. And actually, my final question is, do we need more women's voices in health tech? I'm always interested to hear from women, again, especially if they're from uh, countries outside the US and Europe. I more more or less have more than enough speakers from there. But yeah, definitely. I mean, um, suggestions are always welcome. Uh, You do have to keep in mind that, you know, the the supply is high. So, you know, I mentioned before how many factors I have to um, 
include in my decision making. So um, don't be disappointed if you get turned down. It's just part <laughs> of the journey. But yeah, definitely always interested in new speakers. Awesome. Thank you so much, Tiasha. Thank you. <laughs> you found that episode useful and if you did please don't forget to number one subscribe number two leave a really positive review to make sure that these kind of episodes get out to your friends and across the world because we really want more doctors voices to be heard across the world um and the problem is it tends to be drowned out by everyone else in health So if you have something really useful to say, and I'm pretty sure you do, then consider podcasting. And if you have any further questions, please feel free to also connect with me on LinkedIn and we can chat. Anyway, until next time.